dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Stafford up under center. Single back is Zenner. Lions knocking on the door. Stafford gives to Zenner. He's in there. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, what a drive. And that was all 34. Hello and welcome to the One Pridecast. I'm your host, Tori Petri, alongside Lomas Brown. Welcome, Lomas. Hey, how are you, Tori? I'm doing well. <laughs> this is the week 15 edition of the One Pridecast. I can't believe it's already I week know, 15. I know, Tori, just reflecting back to the preseason. <laughs> and now we're talking about towards the end of the season. It did. It, it went fast to me. Yeah, we still got three more weeks left. Now yes. let's not rush the rest of the season. We yeah. still got some football to play and some football to talk about here. But lines are just coming off a win in Arizona. So let me start by asking you, how was your trip to Arizona? It was nice. It was very nice, very relaxing. I played out in Arizona from 96 to 98, so I had some wonderful memories out there. I got a chance to go and visit a few places out there. Had a great meal at Don and Charlie's out there. Dan Miller had a friend that we met. We went to his house on top of the hill, Tori. Oh, my gosh, this man here, how he's living. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I had a wonderful time. I worked on my tan out there. Got to lay out in the sun, so it, it was nice. Beautiful rooms. The accommodations yes. were awesome. So I, I had no complaints. We won the game. Everything was good about that trip. Other than getting home, man, I didn't go to bed oh, until yeah. 3 o'clock that morning by the time I got home. Other than that, everything was perfecto. It was perfect weather. Oh, it was, was. mid-60s, yes. sunny so it felt warm outside, but not hot. Yes. Oh, it was just so nice. It was. <laughs> this is probably torture to anyone who's listening to this and is driving in their cars in cold Michigan right now. Right. Feeling like, why is that weather not here right I now? I know. Oh, we got, Just we gray got, and dreary. And we got a ways before we see that weather, too. Uh, yeah, I'm we sorry, do. people. Sorry. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to pay for it because we're going to Buffalo this weekend, so... We'll we'll have our fair share of cold. <laughs> of course, we already have that in Michigan, but then we'll go to Buffalo. Thankfully, no snow in the forecast then, uh, but then there's Green Bay at the end of the year, and you Ooh. never know what that can bring. So yeah. we'll probably pay for talking so well about the weather in Arizona at some point, don't you think? I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna <laughs> remember we were burning up in Miami. <laughs> so you like you definitely like Arizona compared to Miami. It was too hot in Miami for you. Well, yeah. I mean, for playing the game, it's pretty hot, but I didn't have to play the game. Right. So, I mean, I loved the Arizona weather. The Arizona weather was, was perfect. That was perfect. It was a nice, nice so, 65, sunny, great hiking weather, which is yeah. what I did with my trip. Yes, she did, I everyone. Did. you Are you going to tell everyone, yeah, too? Yeah, so hiking, one of my great passions in life. I love being outside, being in nature. So uh, we were staying right near Camelback Mountain, so a few of us from our uh, new media team hiked up Camelback Mountain on Saturday afternoon, and it was the perfect hiking weather because I can see how that hike would just be absolutely miserable if it's 110 degrees yeah. outside. It would be really tough. And I've done the hike before. I did it at the owner's meetings a couple years back and loved it then. That was March, so it was a little bit warmer then. Uh, but this weather was just perfect for it because it wasn't hot. You never got hot on the hike. It was just nice, comfortable hiking weather. And it's a challenging hike. It's very rocky. You have to use your hands at some point. I got a nice little uh, 
nice little uh, scratch on my arm <laughs> yeah from uh, from hiking <laughs> you guys oh. can't see it i just showed lomas i yes. got a got my arm a little beat up there from uh being on the rocks but it was well worth it i yeah. i just loved it and santa claus was at the top of the mountain oh he was he was <laughs> i guess he brings a tree up the mountain every day uh, brings a christmas tree up there and it had ornaments on it that were made of bird seed and santa claus just stands there takes pictures with people hands out candy canes and coal what? it was great oh you saying a real santa claus yeah. I'm thinking you were talking about like a statue. Oh. No, like a man. So a man climbs up there. Yeah. Air. Oh, my goodness. With a tree. How, so, and how long did it take you to get up there? Oh, it took us probably a little under an hour. Wow. And we weren't lugging a tree behind us. Oh, my goodness. See, I didn't know that, people. I'm sitting here with the shock face yeah. on now. Wow. Yeah. So if you guys go to my Instagram, I think it's on my Twitter as well, at Sports Story, Tori with an I. You can see the picture of our new media crew with Santa Claus. Oh, it, it was pretty great. Wow. I was thinking the statue of Santa no. just standing there. No, oh, Santa himself goodness. took a break from the North Pole to come enjoy <laughs> the Arizona weather and get some hiking in before his big day on the 25th. Wow. Now, that's a dedicated Santa. Yeah. Wow. But it was I'm a good impressed. time. I'm I, impressed. I enjoy uh, trips like that that get us to warm weather cities. Yeah. Uh, during the cold winter months. And I fun. just happened to see her after she got through with her hike. So I seen the <laughs> bruise when it was fresh. She was just looking so cute and all black, just looking cute. I was like, okay, and went on up the hill. I, myself, I chose to stay at altitude <laughs> level, level. Yeah, you're going to the spa. I'm, I'm coming back from a hike, and Lomas is like, hey, they're handing out free That's right. trips to the spa. Why don't you go do that? I'm like, Lomas, I got to I gotta get some work in. <laughs> That's right. You see how it is? I have just had a nice <laughs> breakfast, and she's right. She was just sweating. No, but it was cute sweat, so it's a difference. My <laughs> sweat that. isn't cute sweat. <laughs> she has cute sweat. My sweat isn't cute sweat. So. Well, it was fun. It was like that post-hike glow because yeah. hiking makes me really happy, so that's probably what it was. But we had a good time in Arizona. Obviously, uh, the lines took home a win, so that helps out a little bit. But Lomas, I, I hear you might uh, be spending some more time in Arizona in the offseason, and I offered that if, yes. if if you end up getting a place out in Arizona, <laughs> that I will take care of it for you when you're not there. I'm going to have to have the Tory suite out there, so I'm going to have to have her. She's going to have to have her own room <laughs> out there so when she comes out she can just take care of everything like i said i spent three great years out there i loved everything only thing i didn't like about arizona to be honest with you was the time difference for me you know i'm just an east coast guy but other than that everything was nice and i was telling tori i'm considering getting something else out on that coast that's the left coast they call that right so i'm thinking about getting something out on the left coast I'm from Miami. It's a bit too hot down there. I'm not the my big Miami fan anymore. So I think I might go out to AZ. All right. All yeah, right. Well, I mean, like. just consider it house sitting. I'll just okay. take care house of it sitting? when you're gone. Okay, not the Tory suite. You don't need the Tory suite. I mean, if you want to have it there, just yeah. just like you know, for me to use when when I'm there. Okay. But I I will take good care of it. Don't I you got worry. You, Tori. <laughs> oh, clearly we had a good time in Arizona. So we next did. up on the slate is Buffalo, which is just quite the difference in temperature swings from one week to the next now it's only about 30 degrees because it's supposed right. to be mid 30s in buffalo which i'm thankful for 
I was not hoping for a snow game as much as people may look forward to that. Yeah. Um, and you know I'm who not looking be forward to standing on the sidelines the in the Bills snow. The Bills Mafia. <laughs> and you know some of them people, they come without shirts They're on, crazy. man. They are. No shirts at Buffalo at this time of the year. But if you're in the Bills Mafia, man, those those <laughs> they're different people in the Bills Mafia. I'll just leave it at that, Tori. Well, I guess we should talk some football at some point during this yes. podcast. Now that <laughs> yeah. we've had our road chronicles, we like to, when the lines go on the road, we like to fill you guys in on behind the scenes what it's like when we go on the yeah. road with the team so there's your road chronicles portion of the show now let's talk a little bit of football Lomas what did you take away from that game in Arizona you know it was a game that again started off slow and didn't have a lot of excitement in it but going into that game it was a game that we needed to win I felt that we have the Lions have more talent I felt like it was a game yeah going on the road a place we hadn't won a lot in but I felt it was a game that you should have won Rookie quarterback. They got rookies up front on their line. I felt that our D-line could dominate. They did. Snacks is a man. Man, he is a man. Uh, Snacks Harrison. Um, all the guys, interior guys played well. Uh, Jared Davis, man, the Gator. I gave him a Gator chump up in the radio <laughs> box because of how well. That, to me, that was his best game of the year. He was all over the field. So they, to me, the defense did what they had to do and what they went there to do. The offense, on the other hand, still struggling, Tori, and that's a concern. And I know missing a lot of personnel, especially the wide receiver position and carry on back there. But you just still expect more from the offense. It's still a good offense. You still have Matthew, but you just expect more. And for them to put up three points – you know that's just not um, that's just not good enough. I guess we scored late, then we. Zach yeah, Center had the touchdown yeah, late. Late, but I mean, if you think about, we didn't do that to the, almost the last drive or two of the game before we put the seven points on. So that's going to be tough, and they're going to have to figure out ways to score on the offense. Yeah, definitely the defense played a huge part in that game. Uh, Darius Slay's pick six. Yes. Even though that was still fairly early in the game, it kind of felt like, all right, that kind of sealed up the game because nobody was having an easy time scoring on offense, neither the Cardinals or the Lions. So the fact that the Lions got a defensive score kind of felt like that was a comfortable lead that they had once Darius Slay had that pick six. Right. So I think that that was really key in that game and fun to see Darius find the end zone. I know. He was so happy about it, man. I watched his uh, post-game interviews <laughs> and man, I didn't know and I guess, you know, I guess me being on the offensive side of the ball, I didn't know it was that important for the defensive guys to score a touchdown like that. And I mean, Darius was like, thank goodness. And this is, uh, you know, <laughs> he could finally take this off his list. And I was like, wow, I didn't know it was that important for those guys to get a pick six. So, yeah, I'm glad he got that off his list because he was happy about that. Yeah, good for him. Good for Darius. It's uh, fun to see him finally get a pick six. He's had his fair share of interceptions. But to see him uh, run one back was yes. fun there. And then we, you mentioned it, Zach Zenner getting that touchdown late. I think that in that drive, we finally started to see the O-line really start clicking. The run game started working there. What did you notice was different about the offensive line and the run game in that drive? Yeah, you know, Tori, it's strange, and you may think this is a strange statement, but sometimes it's just a change of personnel. I mean, if you think about it, it was just basically 
Zach going in for LeGarrett and how Zach see things differently and Zach just running differently than LeGarrett. And it, it was just something that simple. And when you get a guy that comes in and you see him running that hard and you see him doing some of the things that made the run game stagnant throughout the first three quarters, then it, it excites you as an offensive lineman and you want to come off. And it seemed like it excited the offensive line. They started surging off the ball, really pushing Arizona back. And it was a couple of times when Zach got the ball, it was probably about two or three yards before he was even touched by a defender. So that's great when you're running back and get the ball and run two or three yards before he's even touched by a defender. So I thought I thought Zach just brought some energy to the offense that we hadn't had all game long. If you think about it, until he got in the game, that it was like they were sleepwalking the whole game. Zach got in there and it was like, bam, this thing was totally different. So it, it's crazy. It's a chemistry thing more than a scheme thing, but he brought a sense hmm. of excitement out there. Well, you know what wasn't good about that game was the injuries. Oh, so many goodness. injuries. I mean, right. at one point, it looked like, I said this in Tori's take, it looked like there were going to be more injuries than points scored in the game. <laughs> they were just racking up. And, oh. you know, the defensive line, having Deshaun Hand and Ziggy Ansah go down, of course, Ziggy Ansah has now been placed on IR uh, since that game. Just what was up with how many injuries there were in that I know. game? I'm telling you, Tory coach said it, it wasn't the field and air, both teams were on the field, but it had to have something to do with it. I, I just think because if you think about it, as a defender, you're at a disadvantage when you're on the bad field because, right, offense know where we're going. We know the snap count. Defense, you got to react. So you're mm -hmm. reacting and you're on the slippery field to react in. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So even when a snowy day, a rainy day, the advantage is always with the offense because of those two things that I pointed out. So I know it had to have something to do with the, because, right, it was more ziggy. Now, Rick Wagner got the concussion. So that was probably more of a head hit. But Ziggy. The, Deshaun, Deshaun that, those were more injuries that I think can be caused or probably were caused by slipping, you know, shoulder, different things like that in his knee. So I think it has something to do with it. And you're right. It was it was at a point where who else is going to go out? Darius went out for a little bit, yeah. you know, but thank goodness he was able to come back. So, yeah, it was, it was a tough game. That field was in rough shape. It was. I mean, from the press box, you could just see guys slipping all over the place. And then once I go down to the field level in the fourth quarter, you know, you're looking at the field that's been played on for three and a half quarters, and it just looked so chewed up. Yeah. They, it, it's, it's just – I think it's something – And but what's surprising to me is the league hadn't heard about this, not only – but from other teams because it just can't be that game. I, I, yeah. I just refuse to believe it just happened that game unless it was raining out there and the field got wet when it was outside. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Matt Patricia said that they saw it on tape. Yeah. They saw that the field was not in the best condition on tape, so – they were prepared for that coming in, but, you know, I, you can only prepare so much. That's and then right. at one point, some of the players that looked like changed cleats, yep. maybe that helped a little bit he um, said later they on. Did. Yep. So 
who knows? I don't know if that's the common denominator for the injuries, but it is just an interesting discussion of whether they are connected or not. Now, we don't know. We can't say that for sure. We don't know the details of their injuries and how they happened. Of course, the team keeps that very within themselves, mm-hmm. so we don't know if X player would say, oh, I slipped and that's what caused this. Who knows? You know, We're all just speculating, but I think it is interesting discussion, and regardless of how those injuries happened, it was unfortunate to see so many Lions go down in that game, especially on the defensive line. I mean, Ziggy Ansah and yep. Deshaun Hand uh, are key members of that line. Yes. How big of a blow is that to that, the line? That, to me, that's a huge blow because the line, Tori, and you know it for yourself, from where they started at to where they are now, I mean, and of course, snacks makes the biggest difference, but I think all the other guys had started playing real. Ricky Jean and like you say, Deshaun and Romeo and all those guys, to me, they had took it to a ne- another level, and you were only getting pretty much part-time duty from Ziggy. And when he yeah. was playing, he was taking it to another level. So, to me, you take two clogs out, like that out of, out of the defense, I mean, it hurts your rotation. And to me, it just kind of hurt the chemistry between that D-line group because I asked Romeo about how he felt uh, about being with these guys and did they help his performance. And he was telling me how much of a leader Ziggy's been to him and how he's talked to him and how he's helped them. And they was talking about how uh, big uh, Damon Harrison, how he's helped all of them since he's been there. So, you know, it's a little family group. You all together so to me, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a big blow, and this it's a shame too because I thought the line was just peaking. I really yeah. thought they were peaking. And then Ziggy Ansah gets placed on IR. Of course, he's playing on the franchise tag yeah. this year, which means that's a one-year deal. So he's up for free agency uh, coming this off season. What do you think happens with Ziggy Ansah Man, after this year? You know, it's. I just hate to say uh, uh, Bob Quinn didn't draft him. You know, coach just coming in. So it's really not a tie. So if they cut ways, it's really not like they brought him in. And that's the unfortunate thing about when different coaches come in, different, you know, top-level people come in. If you they didn't bring you in here, it's really not that loyalty to you. So – to me, I'm telling you, you could see the potential in Ziggy. It's a risk, just his health. But to me, I, I mean, I would, I would keep him. I would try it hmm. again. I would try to sign him to a longer-term deal, you know, and keep him. But I would try to keep him. I mean, because you just can't keep getting rid of your young talent. You know, you just can't keep getting rid of it and thinking you're going to find it in the draft, then you develop it again, and then you lose it. You just can't keep doing that. It's almost like just running on the, you know, a treadmill. You're just running in circles. So, to me, that's – I would keep them, but I don't know. You know, it's hard to say that when you didn't draft them and bring them in here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zygianta have played his last snaps in a Lions uniform. I think that's really unfortunate. I think he had some amazing years here. And I know there's a lot of animosity in the fans towards how he has struggled with his health. But I think a lot of times uh, fans don't realize that that's not a player's fault. Sometimes you just can't help what happens with your health. Sometimes it's just bad luck. It's just chance. And Ziggy has had a lot of unfortunate, uh, unfortunate times with his health and you know, I hope the best for him and his future, and I think he can definitely 
play really well in the NFL if he's able to get healthy. We've seen it from him. We've seen what he's capable of. And he's even made plays and contributed when he's been healthy playing for this team this year. Yes. Uh, You know, even in the limited snaps that he's been able to get back out there in. So it's unfortunate to see. I feel badly for him. Uh, but I would not be surprised to see him go on the free agent market. So can I say this too, Tori? So again, and this is just speaking honestly, so we're here in Detroit. So, and you know what people feel about Detroit on the outside looking in, but I'm telling you, you have to keep some of your talent here. You have to keep your big name people here because other big name free agents, they look to see who's here. And I'm telling you, if they see where Golden Tate is gone and Ziggy's gone and, you know, and no fault of theirs, but guys look at that. And, you know, again, you don't want to have to overpay to bring guys here. You want guys to come in because they see what can happen here. They want to see longevity. They do. They do. And sometimes they need to hear that from another player, more so from the organization. They got more trust in the player than they do in the organization. So, you know, they have to be careful with just, you know, shipping guys out. And I know that's what they're going to have to do, but just have to be careful with that. It's a fine line to me. Rosen takes the snap, back to pass, looks, looks, steps up, going to get hit, going to get sacked. Back inside the 25-yard line by Romeo Okwara. The Lions take on their divisional rival, the Minnesota Vikings, in a key NFC North matchup on Sunday, December 23rd. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. Tickets are available for purchase at DetroitLions.com or by calling 800-745-3000. Rosen's got it. Straight drop. Wants to throw. Looks, looks. Throws right side. And it's going to be picked off by the Lions. Coming back left sideline. Darius Slay. Darius in a foot race at the 30. Darius 20. Darius 10. Darius 5. Darius Enzo. Pick 6. First touchdown of his Detroit Lions career. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Let's turn the page to Buffalo and talk about this team coming up this weekend. Obviously, they've got a rookie quarterback at the helm in Josh Allen. What are your impressions of him? Well, I mean, big kid that I hear that's a gunslinger, Tori. I mean, he'll sling it to us, too, now. He'll sling (laughs) it to the wrong team. But I heard he could throw the ball. And I've been hearing over the last probably two or three weeks, he's been playing pretty good. I haven't watched him on film yet, but – you know, they see since he's been back in off that injury, they say he's been playing pretty good. So, again, a young guy that they probably that we don't have a lot of film on. Those are guys you have to be careful when you're first going up against them. So, again, I hope Coach takes the same method that he takes the – uh, Josh Rosen. I thought they got after Josh. I thought they could have got after him a little bit more, but I thought they got after Josh Rosen. You got to do that against these young quarterbacks. I sound like a, a record, but you can't let them get back there and get comfortable. They just can't do that. And Buffalo, to me, what they're going to try to do again, If I think Shady McCoy is still up. To me, that's their weapon. You know, Deshaun McCoy. That's their weapon. Shady. They, they throw it to him. They hand it off to him. So I think they're going to try to want to get him going on the offensive side of the ball and then let the rookie quarterback kind of flow into the game. That's what I would do if I'm trying to face the Lions. But again, Tory, Lions been playing a lot better up front. We know the injury problem. So we'll see how that kind of manufactures itself. So that's just kind of my first opinions of Josh and the offense. 
I mean, there's really nobody else that scares me over there. They got rid of Calvin Benjamin. He's gone, the big wide receiver that they had there. They got rid of him a couple of weeks ago. So there's really nobody that really scares me on Buffalo team. Maybe the mob, mafia. (laughs) They scare me, the mafia, the Buffalo mafia. Well, Josh Allen has been able to make some moves with his feet as well. And Matt Patricia mentioned it today. He talked about how the Lions have faced a lot of quarterbacks this season who are able to make moves with their feet. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson, Mitchell Trubisky, guys like that, add Josh Allen to the list because he is really their run game right now. Uh, Josh Allen taking the ball on the run has been helping them out as far as uh, getting yards on the ground and extending plays in that way. So Mm -hmm. that'll be something interesting to watch as well. But I think really with this team, the defense is who you've got to look out for. I mean, Buffalo has the top-ranked defense in the league right now. So I think that that's probably the the toughest thing considering the offensive struggles the Lions have had. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And they they seem to be a – a surprising defense to me too because I I'd have never guessed. I thought Baltimore. I thought the Ravens. I was thinking about a defense like that. But for Buffalo to be the top-ranked defense, that's pretty impressive. And so I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with them being that way. But, again, their head coach, that's, what he, that's where he made his money at, <clears throat> excuse me, on the defensive side of the ball. So you can see that they would be stout in that area. This should be one the Lions have a shot at winning, though. Without a doubt, Tori. This one, this another one. Again, you went to Arizona. You beat a team there. Now you get another chance to go on the road and beat a AFC team that, to me, not playing well. Like I said, I think they're limited on the offense side of the ball. But the defense is going to have to – I'm sorry, our offense is going to have to step up. This could be a great challenge for Matthew and that offense going up against the number one defense – this is going to be a great challenge for them, but they got to figure out a way to help the defense out. You just can't keep putting the defense on the field and expecting the defense to go three and out and keep these offenses out. You talk about Josh Allen can make plays with his feet. That's the thing that really hurts a, uh, a defense is when a, a quarterback can use his arm and his feet. So I think it's going to be important for Matthew, and uh, especially depending on the weather, you know, and things like that, you might want to travel with your running game because that's what travels in the NFL, a good run game and a good defense. It travels in the NFL. All right. Okay. We'll wrap up today's podcast with our trivia question. It is. You know we love our trivia at the end of our podcast. (laughs) Here's this week's trivia question, guys. There will be a 17-year gap between the oldest and youngest players on the field Saturday. That's both – the Bills, and the Lions. So 17 years between the oldest player on the field and the youngest player on the field. I want you guys to name those two players. Tell us who those two players are. And they can be Lions, they can be Bills, they can be either either team. So if you guys know the answer to that trivia question, tweet it to at Lions and see if you can give us uh, the answer. You might win a Lions prize pack. Ooh, that's tough. (laughs) That's tough. We stump you often, yeah, don't we, Yeah, that, that's a tough one there. <laughs> well, we'll see if our loyal listeners can figure out the answer and tweet that answer to at Lions this week and maybe win a Lions prize pack. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the One Pridecast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already, and we will see you next week.